Hi, my name is Trent Lawyer, and welcome to the Recruiting Game Podcast, where we talk about how to talk to coaches, build your personal brand, get more offers, and the many failures and lessons I've learned along the way to becoming a college football quarterback. Now let's dive into the episode. So we're going to be talking about the differences in division levels, because I think that's something that is so unknown. People, you know, have an idea, um, you know, everybody obviously knows, like, hey, D1 is the best, and um, everything else is lower than that, but... Um, I feel like being, you know, a college football player myself, uh, talking, I've talked to literally every single division level there is. Um, I know people at every single division level, uh, and I just have a lot of experience and and kind of have an idea of how each division level is a little different, um, you know, on the technical side as well as, like, talent level and what a day-to-day looks like. So uh, I want to share that because that's definitely something I wish I would have known because I think not necessarily would have changed my decision, but it would have given me a lot more uh, realistic viewpoint of what that's like. So let's dive in. Uh, first off, we'll just talk about the scholarship breakdown because I think that's an important thing to, to know about um, is how the scholarships work at each level. So starting with D1 FBS, um, it's 85 scholarships and they cannot be broken apart. That means it's, it has to be 85 full scholarships. So you're either getting offered, when you get offered, you're getting either offered full or you're getting offered nothing, which is just a PWO. Um, it's pretty pretty much just like that. Um, next is FCS. Now, FCS and all the way down to JUCO, it's those scholarships can be broken apart and they often are broken apart because they want to make sure people, everybody has an incentive. Um, though I'm not saying that there's not PWOs at all these levels. Um, but if you're getting offered a scholarship, it's rare that's a full. And if it's a full, recognize that that school is very much into you and you're in a good position with that. So FCS is 63 scholarships. Like I said, they can be broken apart. Um, this is, you know, below FBS, um, obviously. And uh, it's it's a good playing level, 100%. Now, it, it basically drops significantly from here. It goes to D2, which it goes to 36 athletic scholarships so they get a lot smaller again as i mentioned like i think a lot of people sleep on i say sleep uh just overlook or uh poo-poo on nias and d2s and um i totally get that like hey d1's the goal but at the same time some of these guys are getting you know full ride scholarships at d2 nia schools when fcs would be partial um or they're looking for a PWO FBS program. And you have to realize that when a D2 or an NIA program is offering you a full ride, um, it's a big deal. Like they're committing a lot to you because they can't, they can usually give like one to two, maybe they are investing in three guys that they're giving like full rides to um, with athletic money. And that's like, they basically like, committing their entire team to you because they can't get much else. You know, D2 can give 36 full scholarships. Um, that means that, you know, hey, they got 35 other, you know, scholarships for the rest of the team. And those are going to be definitely broken apart. Same with NIA. NIA is 24 uh, scholarships. So even less, uh, that's two-thirds of what D2 has. Um, and again, you have to realize that, like, the roster of an NIA team is about probably 100 guys. Sometimes it's even more, and they can only give 24 scholarships on that. So it's not a lot. 
Uh, and then lastly, I didn't cover this, but just D3 is no athletic scholarships. Now, there is some difference between different schools. Some of them have um, are only needs-based. Some of them are, um, I believe it's, I can't remember the terms right now, um, but some of them are needs-based. Some of them are merit-based. Um, they'll usually offer some kind of academic scholarship, but um, just be aware of that and know that if a D3 offers you, no athletic money is going to come, but um, academics money is, uh, is a possibility. So you definitely won't be getting a full ride there um, unless your needs are that much and they offer some kind of assistance to that to where they can give you a full ride. But um, they are going to be not able to give you any athletic money to make that full. So just so you're aware uh, of that situation. Um, as I knew that, and I just wasn't really into that whole deal. And so I stayed away from D3s for the most part. Um, and so it's just something to be aware of. So you don't waste your time going into D3s thinking like, oh man, this is awesome. Um, I'm getting offered by all these D3s. And then you figure out that and you're like, oh, I can't afford it. Um, so with that, I'll go into my order of talent, at least in my opinion, of course, it's subjective to everyone. Um, but this is just the way I rank things. And this is coming from someone who has been in the room with, you know, Power 5 guys, who has, you know, seen Power 5 at, at to a certain level. I've seen, um, you know, D2, NA, all that. Um, so basically the way I'd rank it is obviously FBS is the top, you know, Power 5, Group 5. I think that's all pretty clear because um, you're probably more reckon like you're more commonly uh, known about that. Next is FCS, uh, definitely, you know, very high level ball. You have plenty of FCS teams that beat FCS, FBS teams. Um, you see it happen and they move up quite often. Next is D2. Now D2 is uh, a pretty, I can't remember how many D2 teams off the top of my head, but it's pretty large. And so you definitely get a wide mix. And so below D2, I have NIA and not D3. And so I will say some of the top NIA programs, um, and I'm I'm at one of the top NIA programs, definitely comparable to D2 programs, um, to the top D2 programs, if at the very least middle of the road uh, D2 programs. Um, and again, NIA at the bottom of the barrel, some of them are, I've heard some horror stories. And so, um, you know, I think probably my JUCO team could beat those teams. So it definitely depends. Um, both in D2 and NA, you know, I'm not saying that all those programs are amazing and whatnot, but some of them are a little iffy and, um, you know, some of them are really good. So it's just something to be aware of. And then lastly, I would have D3. Um, I just feel like when you put in that whole idea of like, Hey, these kids aren't getting academic money, uh, or athletic money, you're, they're not really able to provide a real incentive for you to go and play. And a lot of kids shy away from D3 because of those reasons. Um, me personally, I don't know too many kids I've gone D3 just because of those reasons. And we all talk about it. Um, so talent wise, it's not the best place. I know there's plenty of programs. I know one, I have a close friend who went to a D3 program. He went to um, Mary Hardin Baylor over in Texas. And it's one of the top D3 programs. He said it was, you know, facilities wise very legit program was good um but they have to bring in like i can't remember how many kid, kids he said it was like on the in the program technically it had to be 200 250 just because like when you start getting to those top level d3 ni programs what they do 
is they bring on so many kids because they know to like they're going to try and run it like a D1 program and to do so they're pushing these kids so hard that in the end don't really have the same incentive as like hey on a D1 program you know you can live live sleep eat like a D1 guy the whole time because everything's getting taken care of for you you know hopefully your school's getting taken care of for you and the walk-ons know like this is what I'm going into. This is what I want to do. They're all bought in. But like on an NAA or D3 program, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be, you know, a little more relaxed. And those top, top programs are not as relaxed as you would think they are. They're definitely not as extreme as a D1 program. But a lot of kids just bail out because it's just not right for them. And um, and that is what it is. But that's the truth is that these these top programs have like, tons of kids because like the amount of kids that drop i mean kids drop on a weekly basis um and that's just the truth and again there's nothing bad about it it's just the way it goes and you know it is what it is so that's some insight for you um i guess next point i'd go to is probably just that I guess that's pretty much it for the most part. I'm trying to think through if there's anything else from my notes, but um, just talent-wise, you know, kind of getting an understanding of that. Um, and I guess day in life-wise, like FBS, um, FCS. Again, I can't speak too. I can't speak too deeply on D2, but I, my thought is it's probably very similar to NIA. FBS and FCS, you're pretty much living that sport. Um, while here at, at an NIA program, um, you know, definitely fall camp was a grind, but outside of that spring ball, um, and, you know, even now in the fall, it really hasn't been too demanding. And so it's much more of a little bit lighter schedule, which is nice. And you still get to play sports and everything like that. So definitely some insight there, but that's pretty much all I wanted to share with you, you know, just give you some of the differences from a technical standpoint of, you know, what do the scholarships look like? How does that work? Um, as well as, you know, what does the talent level look like? Because I feel like it's a big question that everybody has. It's like, are the kids that play NIA or D3 or D2, are they just terrible? And I, I will say this, like, yeah, I said, like, D3, in my opinion, is less than NIA, but they're definitely not terrible. Like, there's some top programs out there. I mentioned Mary Hart Baylor. I mentioned uh, there's North Central. Um, there's plenty of other programs out there that are amazing. Um, and you'd be, you'd be, if you went to a game, you'd be shocked by the amount of talent. So, um, definitely like this is college football. This is just the like ranking. I'm not saying that the worst is just horrible. I'm just saying that this is the way I see it. Um, I have nothing bad to say about any of the programs. So, um, you know, if you have any questions or any more questions about anything else, feel free to let me know. I'm more than happy to answer it. Hopefully this gives you some insight into the different division levels. Um, and again, if you need anything, feel free to reach out. See you in the next one. Peace. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, be sure to follow for more episodes, leave a review, and even give me a follow on Twitter at TrentLawyer14 for more content like this. Peace.